Hello and welcome to the Ecclesia podcast, a place where we share in stories and conversations about what it means to live in a holistic, missional Christian community. I'm your host, Jeremy Schrader, and I'm the story and film producer here at Ecclesia. And we're really excited to be jumping into a brand new season talking about worship. Now, if you're anything like me, you grew up in the Christian context of North America, worship means probably one of two things. You either think about music or you think about gathering at church on a Sunday or maybe a Wednesday night. But really, worship is so much more than that. And we really wanted to explore the question, what does it look like to worship holistically, to worship with our mind, with our body, with our spirit, to connect with God in our day-to-day lives outside of just what we do on a Sunday or or through music. And so that's really what we wanted to explore in this season of the podcast. We're going to talk about gardening. We're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about parenting, grief. We're going to touch on music too, because we believe that's an important part of the worship experience. But really, we wanted to dive into what it means to connect with God in a holistic way. So with that being said, this first episode, we're excited to have on Alexandra and Misty, two of the members of our Be Still community. Be Still is a group that meets online and they do some contemplative practices that help connect with God either through looking at images, listening to music, looking at scripture. There's a whole lot of different ways that we can worship and and this is really gonna be an opportunity to see what maybe will resonate with you and some ways that you can incorporate some new worship practices into your life. So with that being said, we would love for you to jump in with us as we start our conversation with Alexandra and Misty. Well, Alexandra and Misty, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to talk about contemplative practice. And so I think as a good starting point, I would just love to hear from both of you, what is contemplative practice? Yeah, so I think for me, when I think of contemplative practices, um, I think of things that are slow. I think of um, things that have silence and stillness involved in them um, and using that silence, stillness, and slowing to connect with God in short and long amounts of time with different things. Yeah, I I think one of the key things is connecting with God. Mm-hmm. I think it's what sets it apart, something different than like meditation or something like that. Because um, whenever you're being led to just have a conversation with God or even just be still with God, where mm-hmm. you're just hanging out and doing nothing, like it's 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 very different and it's grounding for people of faith in a totally different way. So, so how exactly did you start? How did you get into it? What was the thing that led you into like, oh, this is something I'd love to connect with God in this new way in? Yeah. Um, For me, it was the Be Still during the pandemic um, that we did virtually. Um, It started out where it was just Mitzi and then Alexandra came on um, and started helping out. And then Felicia also started coming and then it ended up being a whole team. Um, And that, like, I didn't even know what it was going to be like. And so I just... um, I thought it was going to be more like meditation and I just needed stillness. I just needed to chill because uh, <laughs> everything was all up here, you know. Um, and so when I logged on that first time, I just, um, I noticed my breath for the first time probably in forever. And there was so much going on during that time. And as it went on, even my family realized, like, you're way more chill after you've done this. I'm just, I'm a lot mm-hmm. more grounded. Um, and so that was kind of starting out was 
with the be still group. I had no idea what I was doing. And even some nights we fall asleep. That's true. <laughs> You're like, yeah, they're not responding on Zoom. I think they fell asleep, um, which is good. I think for me, I encountered contemplative practices, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And in college, that's probably going to age me. <laughs> uh, I encountered contemplative practices when I was in college for the first time because I'd grown up in different Christian communities and churches. And the kind of three things that I was told to do to connect with God was like, pray, read your Bible, do devotions. I was like, great, I'll try those. And at different seasons of my life, I felt closer to God. Other times I didn't, um, even with I was doing those or wasn't doing those. And so um, I had a class around different ways of connecting with God and my mind was blown. I was like, what? You can connect with God through like reading scripture solely and it doesn't have to be the whole Bible in a year? Or like you can look at pictures and like, ask God, what are you showing me through this picture? And so that was really revolutionary for me just to realize there's so many, so many more ways to connect with God. And the contemplative practices, I think, really drew me in, even in college, um, because that class also did like an overnight retreat at a monastery. Mm -hmm. And so we went and we like practiced silence for a whole day. We like fasted for a whole day. I'm like, as a college student, I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, how did I get here? This place is old. There's spiders crawling around. But like, it was so peaceful to, for the first time in my life, just really practice what is it like to sit in silence with God. And I think from there, I've had different seasons where I go in and out of like doing stuff on my own, going to things that are guided. Um, but also Be Still was one of those first experiences with Ecclesia where that became like a real habit and routine to just simply sit with God for what, 20 minutes once a week on Zoom with other people who are also sitting in their homes on Zoom and just asking God like, hey, I'm here. What what do you have to show me through this? Well, and that's wild yeah. because with the 20 minutes once a week, you think you would need to be doing it daily. And I'm sure doing it daily <laughs> and I, I've started doing more things like that, but it it makes it a little bit better, but just doing it once a week mm. for 20 minutes, it, it's enough. Um, and it, it's weird how it can transform you that way because then you start having reminders. Um, so for example, we did a be still where one of the pictures had an egret on it. And so now What's an egret, an egret? <laughs> it's like those birds that you see uh, along Houston, like in the ditches, they're white yes. birds. They have the long legs. I can't remember if they have the yellow beaks or not. So the birding community, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they're those white like birds. I feel like they'll be impressed that just that, you know, I, know. Egret, like, <laughs> I think that's that a bird, but I'm not yeah. sure. But that's a thing. Like even in the birding community, mm. there's contemplative practices mm. within that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so with with an eager, whenever I see it around town that now, after we've done the be still with it, I just take a couple minutes. I just slow down. It's just a good reminder to be um, slow, ask God, meet me here. That's one of my favorite things when we start out. We're always like, God, I am here. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something, um, I know I keep saying grounding, but it really is. Like you mm -hmm. just kind of sit differently uh, when now when I see egrets and there's all kinds of other things, the more we do the practices, mm. uh, reminders where you start accessing those things and accessing God. Uh, cause I was always the kind of person where, um, doing something daily, like, you know, set up, let's my, my dad would do every morning, he would get up and do his prayer and read his Bible and, and that kind of, and, and that was great. Um, I just couldn't, I just didn't find myself there, but this is a place where I can get in touch with God, um, very readily. So. 
Are you talking about the egret? I know that you're an artist. And so, oh. well, you, you're in the art space. I like to do art. Art's in the, yeah, it's in my life. And so do you want to talk about Visio Divina and like simply what is that and how has that maybe impacted how you see art in the past few years? Um, yeah. So with Visio Divina, you are looking at an image where, um, it can be anything. Uh, and, and whenever we would try to pick images for it, we tried to make them less loud um, and less distracting. But sometimes it's good to have multiple elements. Uh, one of the ones that I think about, I cannot remember the name of it, but it had uh, these three urn-looking things. Um, mm -hmm. But it, they were actually kimchi pots. Mm -hmm. And inside each kimchi pot was a different image, a different person. And then there was a background that had like hills and there was water and so the way the Visio Divina went is first what stands out to you and just to kind of get you warmed up and then as you go along it's where are you in this image and you sit with that and then you go to where is God in this image and suddenly when that happens you're like whoa where is God in this image and what does that mean to me what does that say and then my favorite part is always at the end when we're like, just sit and be still mm. with God. And you just get to enjoy that. And because you've gone on this journey in just a few minutes, I feel like you're able to um, enter your imagination in a different way mm. during that time. So, yeah. So Visio Divina. Yeah, I, I think it even now, like when I go to the Museum of Fine Arts and things like that, I find myself, again, looking for those kinds of things and, mm. and being a part of it. And my son participates in it with me. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really special. I remember seeing like you and him just hanging out on Zoom and that that's a special place that you get to invite even like kids. Like this is not just something for adults who are like, hey, I can sit in silence and stillness for long amounts of time. But it's a way to invite kids also to experience like scripture and nature and images and even like looking back on our day really slowly but also saying like I want to do this with God and mm -hmm. God like thanks for meeting me here I'm going to be here and say like I'm here with you and at the end of it I think you mentioned at the end of every single one of our practices we always end with like now like we let go of words we let go of thoughts we let go of all of that all we get to do is just now sit and enjoy being in God's presence and so breathe deeply in that space and that's a good reminder just to, that we just, God just wants to sit with us. Right. So the first time I ever did it, um, I'll never forget. Uh, I imagined myself sitting on this really scary cliff in oh, California. Gosh. Like I'd seen it and it was like, there's like a sign that says, do not pass, you know, don't go to the edge. And it was in Northern California. And so I, I sat on the edge of that cliff and God was right there. So I was totally safe. And I was like swinging my legs like a kid with God sitting next to me. And I felt um, very childlike mm -hmm. and it just, there was glee. And I've, I've started imagining um, myself with God in that way. I've done labyrinths and mm. played with God, and I encourage my child, like, whenever he's alone, to be like, you know, you're hanging out with Jesus right now. Just mm. and, and I know that sounds kind of Jesus-y, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it like that. But uh, the first time he ever got to experience contemplative, I never would have thought about it for mm -hmm. him. Uh, but Mitzi did it when the kids did an online kids camp. She had a segment for all of the kids to do it, and it was just a really special thing. Mm. So now when he gets to do it with me, it 
he feels really special and like there's this, this sacred time that I get to enter mm-hmm. into and be a part of and he really enjoys it and we do it with the Ruiz Center. Mm-hmm. They have um, contemplative practices twice a week online still and so we do it every Thursday. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's and so, so cool. he's homeschooled and that's just part of our thing. Every 10 o'clock on, on Thursday mornings, we're just sitting together with them and being real quiet and it's our, it's our thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, you bring up the Ruiz Center and that, I mean... It's like a hidden gem of Houston. Like it's this convent. I'm actually like researching it more mm-hmm. in depth right now. But it's a convent where there are nuns who live there. But it was built, I don't know, a couple hundred, mm, over a hundred years ago. But they started the retreat center, I think in, oh, I'm not going to do dates. <laughs> I know. I suddenly went I think 19. I know that 1970 was one and 1990 was another date. I don't Someone's remember. Someone's definitely going to fact check to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, Jenna. I interviewed you recently. <laughs> but they started the center because they looked around Houston and they realized, wow, there, there are all of these places, but none of them are doing a retreat center for silence and stillness. A lot of them are doing kind of more like your typical guided retreat where there's a lot of like teaching and you're like listening and learning but this is just you come and you get like slowed down from everything that's been happening in life and then you just go into silence and explore like I think it's like 70 acres of like woods and pathways they have um, stuff indoors and outdoors but it's a really beautiful place to just slow down and be in nature and all of these different contemplative ways of connecting with God but it really sets you apart. Um, I like the first time, how am I going to be, the first time I, I did know. it was like four hours. <laughs> how am I going to be quiet for four hours? I'm an introvert, but I also talk when people are around. It just happens. And so the idea of being silent, what are we mm. going to do? Something secretly, like stick in my phone in my pocket. <laughs> but you, you drive through these gates and like the gates open up and they've got the big, tr- the big um, oak trees coming, you know, down the aisle and immediately mm. it, it does get quieter. Everything just slows down and you just automatically want to turn off your radio. Mm-hmm. And then you park and you walk in and everything is set up for that that um, time with God. And because it's set apart, it's, it's not hard. Um, and then I think one of the hard times, did you, do you ever do it where you had to eat? Yeah, you have to eat like in eat, silence. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that that was, I mean, because you're in a room full of people and even people directly across from you and you're taking bites of food and you're supposed to do it slow. And like the first time I did it, I ate as fast as I could. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm like going to eat this and I'm out of here. And then I went back to, you know, my own thing on the outside. Um, but... Uh, now I've done it to where I've done full days and I've done two days um, overnights as well. Being there, it's just a really, I don't know, it's so filling um, just to stop. And uh, it's its something that I'm doing now on a regular basis because I respond, my body responds well, my relationship with God, my relationship with people respond better um, after doing it, but I get, I've gotten better at the no talking, um, <laughs> even to where I, I still kind of rush the eating cause it's just weird sitting there smacking your food. <laughs> but, um, I get immediately, as soon as I can, I go and I get a cup of tea mm-hmm. and then I feel comfortable sitting in silence, just slowly sipping tea. And I try to make myself be the last person to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's something that's 
uncomfortable, but I also feel like it's a place where I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think, uh, cause I've also had similar feelings of like the first time I was like, we're going to go to the Rio Centre. It felt like an expansion of be still, which was like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes on zoom once a week to, Oh no, I'm going to go spend four hours on a Saturday <laughs> trying to do this again and not have somebody guide me through the whole thing. Like that was a scary jump. But I, what I love about contemplative practices is that it doesn't have to be like, okay, you have to do this for 30 minutes every day. You have to go spend a day here. Like all, like there's not strict parameters on how to do it. Right. Um, yeah. The, the, every time I go, I've found out, I just get really tired. The first time I was just out where the woods are and there was this bench and I'm like, I'm, I'm really exhausted. And I just laid down and went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And now it's what I do. Every time that when I first get there, I go and I take a nap somewhere. Uh, I've even made it late to one of the (laughs) (laughs) things where we were supposed to get together. And Alexandra was like, you were sleeping. And like, yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it just, that's what my body needed. And it, like, there's just something. And even that can be um, related to God. Like Mm -hmm. God allowing me to have that rest so that I can be opened up and slowed down for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So it's just part of that separation again. Yeah. Yeah. I think because you're talking a lot about like getting into your body, listening to your body and God caring that we get to listen to our bodies and God wanting us to listen to more of that. And I think a lot of um, ways that before I encountered contemplative kind of slowing down ways of connecting with God, it was more um, in my head of trying to like think about the Bible or like try to get something worthwhile from a devotional or like write out my thoughts. And so it's very much in my head, but a lot of what I've experienced because I spend so much of my time in my head with these contemplative practices is really getting it down into my heart, my feelings and my body. Um, And I think a lot of that is starting with our breath. And so even just something simple as like a breath prayer, which is saying words in your head, a few, like one word or a few words as you breathe in and then a word or a few words as you breathe out. Like I did one this morning, we were singing a song, (laughs) um, Great are you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And so the the breath prayer for me that comes out of that as I breathe in, say, it's your breath in my lungs or in our lungs. And so that's like, that's a prayer. That's a contemplative practice of getting to connect with God by noticing something in our body that helps slow us down to say like, God is with me. I'm going to be here with you, God. It's your breath well, and in I our think, lungs. I think that's a really important part to bring up the fact that what comes out of it is not always great. I mean, sometimes you like really hard things bubble Mm. up and I've had times where I'm in the middle of the practice and I'm just crying my eyes out Mm. and just either in rage or in grief or in anger or just despondent. Um, but being able to process that with God, it, it does, it just, yeah, like, like we're not taught how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like when we do, um, the examine, which is a form of contemplative prayer where it's like, how was your day, your week, your month, your year, you know, what went, went on during this time. And, and so you, um, examine that and what are some hard things that you went through? What are some things that you're grateful for? Um, what are some things that you can ask God for help? with um what are some things that you can call to action was Mm -hmm. what is god asking you to do and sometimes even that is hard 
Um, and so it's not all like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel great and everything's yay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just real stuff, you know, it's just it's that authentic kind of, and because it's, um, one-on-one, you get to be vulnerable in a way, even though we're in a group, mm. like it's happening in your mind and, um, or where you're journaling mm. and, um, uh, being able to do that in a group and having a safe space is great. It, you do feel held. You feel like you're a part of a community and you're able to be, authentic and real there, but, um, still be able to have that, that vulnerability just like out. Yeah. I think that's one of the weird things about contemplative practices that we've done is like being in a group in silence and it's, it is weird, but then I, I think somebody shared with me just a couple days ago, I think it's been Mark six where all Jesus is, his disciples come up and they're like, this is what we've done. We've been doing this. We've been doing this. And like, we haven't even had a chance to eat. And Jesus is like, okay, come away with me. We're going to go rest together. And so like, that's what I picture when I think of contemplative practices, especially in a group. Like these are things that you can do. There's apps, there's like guides of how to do this personally. But what I, what I have found the most connection and benefit in my relationship with other people and with God is just sitting together and saying, Hey, we're going to commit to all showing up together to, to practice listening to God in this way. Well, how often do you get to sit and be silent with people? Never. I mean, I know it's maybe with like your significant other, or maybe some people are lucky enough to have family where they can be quiet with, Mm. but being able to be quiet with someone and not have to fill the space with music or Mm. entertainment or TV or, or words or anything like that. Um, it does like, it connects you and it binds you in a way that you, you just, it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. Um, I said, I'm an introvert, so I find it really comforting. <laughs> but I have, I have, there are people who I've talked to that are like, yeah, I tried to do be still and it was just not my thing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and, and that's cool. Like, like there's lots of options and avenues for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have, do you remember when we did some of the ones with the Musica Divina? Yeah. And so with those, uh, which, which, what was the, during Christmas? Yes. Um, do you remember which? It's about light. And I don't remember which Christmas song we did. There was a Christmas Um, song, and why? Eternal Giver, Fill Me With Light Today was the breath prayer that I came out. Do you know this song? I do not. So, anyways, (laughs) I feel like I should. Anytime (laughs) anytime there's like the Lectio, which is just reading like a Bible verse, Mm -hmm. just a couple of like a couple of lines of a Bible verse, or Musica Divina you're listening to it again and again. Mm. And so for the musica, we, we listen to um, like a Christmas carol and you listen to it once and then you feel what you feel, you think what you think, you get where you're going and then you listen to it again and then you do it again. And, mm. and it's just this one section mm. and you hear things you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, that happens with the scripture when you're reading it as well. Um, just... Every time you sit with it, and yeah, we're asking you during the process, like, pay attention to something else. Uh, but at the same time, just being able to, that's really cool to be able to. Have, like new things come up. The more right. You bring new to life them. into old things, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> a, lot, a lot of attention just came over to this Sorry. side of the room. No, it's good. It's, it's been really interesting to just listen to y'all talk about this because that's that's honestly what in this season of the podcast that we're talking about is we're talking about worship and the ways that we worship and um, you know that so many of us we hear worship and we think music or we think of what happens at church on Sunday, but mm. there's something that's so much bigger and holistic about the ways that we worship. Um, and there is one thing that you kind of answered. I, I'd actually like to hear a little bit more about it though. Is like everything I've heard, it feels like there's a lot that's very individual about mm. it. It's a very internal process, but like how has, how has really the group aspect, like how has that mm. shifted maybe just within that community, but maybe like your broader connection with community around you and other people as a whole, have you seen anything in that part of your life? Um, I mean, I talk about it a lot just because it's been so transformative to me. Um, and, and so I recently talked to someone about it at the women's retreat. She'd never done it before. So she went and and did the practice with us that day and came out of it. And she said, I didn't even know I needed that. And she's Mm. a mom and she's got young kids and just life is just kind of like, what? And it really just filled her up. Um, but I've started this year, one of my, I don't do like New Year's resolutions or whatever, but one of my focuses this year is being more intentional and saying yes. That's the reason that I'm doing this podcast was because it was like, she, uh, Alexandra was like, hey, you want to do a, a podcast with contemplative? And I just heard contemplative and I was like, yes. And she was like, that was easy. And I was like, oh, wait, what, what did I agree what did to? I agree to? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> but, um, but I'm saying yes to contemplative things. And mm. so there's a group um, leadership transformations that Ecclesia has pointed us towards. They do different um mm. Uh, sessions and and workshops and things like that where they're doing one where it lasts 10 months and starting in September and I'll be like once a month. So it's not, you know, super, um, it's not asking a lot from me, Mm -hmm. Uh, but once a month I'll go to the workshop and then throughout the month, it's going to have me doing different things, um, learning more uh, in depth about contemplative practices because I just feel um, it's affected my life in, in such a big way. And even like, like with my family, I don't mm. tell them necessarily that we're doing a contemplative thing, but I kind of <laughs> just like, we kind of just put it into the spaces and move people towards it. And everybody just kind of settles in yeah. and it, it, it really helps in that regard. And in terms of be still, because I'm one of the facilitators, you have, everybody has their video off, except for in the beginning when it's like, hi, welcome, la la la. And so people see me. And I don't see them. And then people have stopped me in the church and they're like, oh, you're Misty. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> are you? I, I am. <laughs> and so uh, that, that's funny. It's a, it's a funny, funny thing to encounter people that way. And a lot of times people won't even recognize my face. But when I start talking, mm-hmm. um, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, I know that voice yeah. um, kind yeah. of a thing. So, yeah, I mean, like be still being online and we – the our, we say this is not a time for vertical relationship, but it's a time for a horizontal relationship. And somebody came up to me and they're like, "I'm iPhone three. I'm like, "Great, <laughs> I had no idea who that was. Um, but I think it's it's really interesting because it is it does feel really content like feel very individual. Um, but I think Mitzi, Misty, what you're touching on is that it becomes like this overflow of you spending this time with God that it then starts to touch your family or then like you start to form connections with other people who are like trying to practice 
encountering God in this way. And so you start to build deeper friendships and it, it kind of like seeps into your relationships more and more. Um, but I think I mean, some of the, the group times that I can think of after um, Vista, we do the practice and say, okay, good night, everyone. But if you'd like to stay, you can share a reflection. And so then we have a time where people get to share and we say sharing is a gift, listening is a gift. Mm, um, I like yeah, I love that. And then people get to, if they want to, they can unmute, they can turn their video on, but then they get to say like, hey, this is how, the prompt is like what, I don't remember the specific prompt, but it's just like, what stuck out to you? Like, what was God highlighting to you from this? Yeah, and what so do you then, want to share? Yeah, yeah, what would you, what's God inviting you to share? Yeah. And so it's a time where we get to then see like, wow, I had, I took that image a totally different way. But like, <laughs> yeah. and so it's, for me, it's really beautiful to get to hear all of these different perspectives of like how God is meeting people individually. We all did the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But like God is meeting us in such different ways. And so the the beauty and the group aspect of that is that we get to receive this gift from all of these different people to say like wow thanks for sharing like how you and god connected yeah. well and, and that even pushes me farther and so mm. sometimes people will say something there was a woman who talked about tr- a tree right there was mm. a and she was talking about the like tree the, this this tree growing and i hadn't even thought of anything like that but now whenever i see like a shrub or something like mm. a small tree growing i think of that and it slows me down and it was her experience it was mm. nothing like my own but because of what she said it it impacted me so much mm. um that i was able to like take that and grow from it. Or sometimes people will say things that challenge me whenever they've, they're being called to action or whatever it is. And I'm one who constantly journals because just sitting still is really awkward. And so <laughs> I'm like drawing weird weird pictures and all kinds of, and writing in uh, words. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just scribbles, whatever. It just kind of helps me to, to, to be still and sit quiet. Uh, for those times not to fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) which is okay too yeah 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 so she um but I'm constantly during that time adding other people's experiences Mm. into my journaling because it's so powerful and so beautiful and so in that Mm. way it's definitely a part of the community but because it is an individual thing I don't even really know who it was that said what at that time it's Mm. just like an extension of what we've done before and it's almost like you're receiving what God is giving you and then just kind of letting everything else go. And, mm. and, and it's no pressure there to like, remember what's your name or, you know, yeah. um, whatever. Yeah. For an introvert, which is wonderful. It, it is, is so good. It is a place that fills me up yeah. and I'm, I don't get to be in community a lot as an introvert and, mm. and, and get filled up. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. being getting to, that was when getting to be a facilitator as this signing up to do that, when it was like, I want to do something, an act of service to participate somehow to help mm. out. And that was a way that I could do it where it wasn't, completely draining me every time I'm doing Mm. um because I don't think that God wants that in any of our lives either so I thought it was a healthy practice yeah to participate in Mm -hmm. so for anybody that might be listening that's like this sounds awesome I (laughs) want to get involved or even just find some ways in my own life to incorporate some contemplative practices what Mm. would I mean obviously we have be still that's going on so speak to that but if there's any other places you think there's what are some other places that people might be able to to bring this practice into their own lives mm-hmm. yeah well, i mean be still is now it started with mitzi at the beginning of covid and now it's entirely community led so it's a community group on our website under groups they meet um on zoom every fourth 
Tuesday night. Um, at 8 o'clock. At 8 p.m. To 8.30. It's only 8 30 minutes. 30. If you stay to like share, it's 8.45. Yeah. So, yeah. It's and not asking a lot. We have um, quarterly partnership retreats with the Rua Center. Um, the Rua Center, also, they also have stuff to connect with online, um, centering prayer. So that's just like literally sitting in silence. And mm-hmm. they I've, also... Yeah, I've done workshops mm-hmm. that's specifically with them that doesn't have anything to do with Ecclesia. And it's really cool if you get an opportunity to do it because she talks about like the history of contemplative practices. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. and, and it's not just with Christian faith. She talks mm-hmm. about other faiths um, and other kinds of groups that do contemplative things. And it's just very open and welcoming for all. And even if you're someone who is struggling um, with God or whatever it is in your life or with religion, who knows, um, it, there, there's space for you in those mm-hmm. kinds of places. So just because it's a convent doesn't mean you have to be a part of anything in specific. You don't like, have she's to be just, a Catholic nun. No, she's super awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, and welcoming. Downtown, if people are coming downtown on second Tuesdays, we have... Um, Lectio Divina, which is just sitting with scripture between the services. Um, And that's in the prayer room. mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that place existed. (laughs) But I've done it before where I would just had something going on in between services or I got here a little early. Just going in there alone. um, Mm -hmm. It. Alexandra and uh, I don't know who else helped you, but they have it set up where there's a, like a little finger labyrinth in there. They have these great rocks that mm-hmm. have a little surprises. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil the surprise. Um, but you can pick up a rock and, and see what you see. And then there's places to journal or whatever. And just sitting in that space yeah. alone um, yeah. is another thing that Ecclesia has provided that I think is underused. Mm. It's really great. I think just a couple like external sources. There's an app called A Simple Pause. Oh, it's um, so it's like a five minute practice, and there's like music, scripture, images, just, just silence itself. Silence. So yeah. that's a really accessible entry point Simple Pause app. Um, I know Ruth Haley Barton does a lot of writing around that. Um, I can't remember the name of her book, but it's from like ten years ago. But she has. Um, Mm, sacred rhythms sacred rhythms sacred rhythms oh, right i'm partway through it oh it's yeah so good so she that just yeah. it kind of shares her story of encountering contemplative practices so i'd recommend her stuff as well so those are just a few ways you can find them on our website yeah mm-hmm. all the different places but yeah. yeah awesome well that was really informational for me i actually kind of, i've not <laughs> been a part of be still or any of it at all but like i'm interested to yeah. to come check it out now too because as a fellow introvert it's nice to kind of find those ways that you can i, I love what you said about being able to connect with others mm-hmm. and that actually fill you up right um mm-hmm. i think that that's that's really valuable and i think that's really hard for introverts to find sometimes. it is yeah um and so i love that and i just love that y'all were both willing to come on and share today and talk yeah. about this um we're really excited for this season because we're trying to help people connect with other ways to connect with God, to connect yeah. with community that are outside of what we so often think of as worship. And I, this is the perfect example of that, right. that spills not only, you know, with over into our, our lives. I loved what you talked about, like just the things that you see in your daily life, like mm. there's opportunities to connect with God just in our day to day. And that's so much of, of what we want to invite people into really in this season of the podcast. So mm. thank you so much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thanks Jeremy. 
Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the podcast. I found it so fascinating talking about connecting with God in quiet and stillness because it's something that we experience so little in our culture today. And especially when it comes to engaging with art and scripture and music and nature, there's just so much that that we can engage with in our day-to-day lives that will help connect us to God in a deeper, more meaningful way. Now, if that's something that interests you, I would invite you to check out our Be Still group. They meet on Tuesday nights from 8 to 8.30 for a time of guided spiritual contemplation. They meet on Zoom, so it's really easy access. You can just hop online. And this group meets every other month for the entire month. So if that's something that you might be interested in, I would invite you to check it out on the website at www.ecclesiahouston.org. Now, maybe that's not your speed. And if that's the case, hang tight. We have some other great episodes coming up this season talking about other ways to engage with God and and engage in community through worship that doesn't look like going to church on Sundays. We're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about gardening. We're going to talk about parenting and a whole host of other ways that, that we can worship outside of the context of Sunday. We can worship holistically with our entire lives. So once again, thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time.